What's up everyone? Welcome back to the Patent Pod episode two. And today we're just gonna jump right into it. My name is Mike. I'm Laurencia. And we're the Pantons on the Patent Pod. Here we are after the kids have gone to bed, ready to go. Ask yourself these questions before you start dating. Are you ready to date, right? This is what we're gonna be talking about. And I think these questions will help you to kind of figure that out. Yeah. Think of this as a resource, like when I was thinking about it earlier today. We are here to help you. Um, everything that we say, you know, hopefully it, it will help you and support you in your dating process, whether or not you're a young professional or a college student or wherever you're at. We'll share some of our story along the way as well, our experiences, but we're going to start off with a big one. I think it's something that we wrestled with, a lot of people wrestle with. Am I content? Before you start dating, ask yourself, am I content with my life? Yeah. So why is that a big one? How did you see that play out in your life? I think seeing if you're content, like asking yourself, am I content, is super important as a follower of Jesus because I think the temptation as a human can be, you know, we're created in the image of God, we're created by God, um, and we have this desire for Him. But a lot of times we try to fill that desire with other things. And I know in my experience, I really thought I could be fulfilled and be content if I had a dating relationship. Um, But yeah, I think, am I content? It's like, am I content with it just being me and the Lord? Am Am I content enough in my relationship? When I think of this question, I think of, am I content in my relationship with God? Um, like, is he leading me? Am I seeking my fulfillment and my uh, meaning from the Lord and not something else? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough place to put another person. If uh, you begin expecting from them what you should be expecting from God, not a good start. If you are, if that's how you begin. I know I've had a similar thing where I remember just first semester in university, um, you know, liked a few different girls, but in like kind of the, that same general idea, right? Feeling like there's a hole. I feel a little bit kind of lonely still. I feel like I need something. And I thought that a girlfriend would fulfill that. But, you know, I, I remember kind of, not necessarily one night, but kind of like that journey of realizing that God is enough and, you know, friends. And I had some friends, my roommates, my, some other guys. But that's enough. You know, God is enough. And it finally made its head way from my head to my heart. That's a long journey, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. It involves a lot of hurt, a lot of long nights, sleepless nights potentially bad relationships that you should have never gotten into. Luckily, like, that was never the case for me. I was too shy to ever get into a relationship before I was actually ready because <laughs> that's just too much. You know, no way could I uh, ask a girl out until later, you know, when I was actually more mature. But, yeah, you know, I think that is a difficult journey. Yeah. From the head to the heart. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I think I remember, I remember when I first went to school, went to campus at university, um, and I remember just being boy crazy, like every guy. Yeah, the radar's on. Yeah, the radar was on. Every guy that walked by, I'm like, oh, he's cute, oh, he's cute, oh, he's cute. And I'm just thinking, there's so many possibilities here. I mean, yeah, I was not ever brave enough to act on any of that. But it's also different. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but still, I, I just remember like the first week of classes going like walking to class and just wow, like there's so many like people here. There's so many guys. But then when you so like I didn't really realize what was happening, but when you asked me out, I realized like there had been a heart shift in my you know, from that time to when you asked me, it was probably like two semesters worth of being in community and being a small group and um, just growing in my relation with God and, and wanting more of God, that that hunger and thirst for relationship, it switched where I was seeking the Lord for fulfillment. I was seeking the Lord for encouragement and, and love and um, trust, like yeah. God was doing that for me. And I think too, I, I, something else I thought about with this question is, am I content? This doesn't mean like, like, yes, we should be content with the Lord forever, but that doesn't mean you don't have a desire to get married. So like, yeah. if you've been single for a long <laughs> time, um, and you're wondering like, will I ever get married? Like, that doesn't mean you're discontent. Like you can, you can yeah, you be can content. Want something yeah. Without being discontent right with what you have yeah so I just wanted to make that caveat like this isn't like oh I'm just me and Jesus forever yes we want that but you could still have the desire to be in a relationship and be content at the same time yeah and I think some of this reminds me of like our view of relationships and even marriage on the road talk about maybe more on that later but like if you're not content with your life, it's going to be really hard to receive another person as a gift that they are. If they are something that you need, you can't really receive them. It's like food, right? If you were starving, you could receive a, an awesome steak or whatever your favorite food is. But really, it, that's no better than rice mm-hmm. if you're starving. Mm-hmm. Just whatever you can eat. Yeah. So you might end up settling for something that is not yeah. good for you or you might just... Yeah, not be able to really appreciate the gift that the other person is. If you are not content, if you're using them to fulfill a need or something like that. Yeah. Which I think is, yeah, leads to a lot of unhealthy relationships that, uh, because you're using each other. And that's not a very good way to be in a relationship, dating or even worse, later on in marriage, right? When you're, if you're using each other for something, that is not. A good partnership. Never is a good thing. Like if you're <laughs> or even in, a friend. Right? Yeah, if you're in community, like as believers, we want to bless each other, lift each other up, honor each other. Um, and a dating relationship is that, but there's just the extra le- level of I like you, you know. Yeah. Is this going and somewhere? There's, yeah, there's a goal in yeah. mind. Yeah. Beyond just like what can you do for, for me? Let's be friends forever. What like, can you do yeah. for me? What can I get out of this? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, a lot of people, that's the only relationships they know. Not just like dating, but like yeah. friendships, professional, everything's about yeah. what can I get. I'm networking. I'm trying to use you to yeah. elevate myself, to get experiences, to get connected with other people. Yeah. Um, so I know, you know, that, that can oh. be, we don't want to bring that into a relationship and yeah. using somebody for something. Uh, because that's not, not healthy. Mm-mm. Right? I think... Something to realize that I realized through this journey of coming like from the head to the heart, becoming more content with who I was as a person, but also like my, my friendships and being single, is that I realized, and this gave me a lot of confidence, is that because I am content, like I said before, I was really shy. So it felt like it was super risky to like share your feelings with somebody super Mm -hmm. risky to ask someone out like super scary but once I was more content with who I was and where I was Mm -hmm. I realized like really there's nothing to lose but there's everything to gain so like when I met Laurencia you know I wasn't the first girl along the journey but the other steps helped me to be more prepared for when I met her Um, but yeah when I met her it's like I wasn't afraid to share it's like Share how I felt. Not like I loved her. It's not like love at first sight. Like, hey, I'm interested in you. I'd love to get to know you better. Let's try to hang out sometime. And it's like, it didn't really feel like I was risking anything. Because if she said no, like, I still had everything I had before. Like, I didn't lose anything. There was nothing. I wasn't risking really anything other than a rejection from a girl that I hardly knew. Which is not a big deal, right? Yeah. But everything to gain. And, you know, like, we got married. We have kids now. So, like, I gained a lot. But if I wasn't content with my life, you know, with who I was, with my life with God, like, maybe I would have still been shy and afraid to ask her, afraid to be direct with her, and would have missed out on so much because I was afraid of being rejected by a girl I hardly even knew. Yeah. And so I missed out on getting to know that girl, right? Praise God that you were content and asked me. But I just thought when you were sharing that, too, is... um, First off, side note, Michael was super direct in a, in a good way. He was super affirming and really clear. So he was really clear about his intentions. Hey, I want to get to know you and see if there's something more here. And that really blessed me as, as just a girl. There was no gray or air, like black, like, is he flirting with me? Like, does this mean like he... you know, does he want to hang out with me? Does he not? But he was just direct, like, I like you, like... I liked getting to know you last week. Let's see if there's something there. And so that really blessed me and made it really clear. And I was like, okay, I need to give a clear yes or no. I didn't really do a good job of that. but Persevered. Yeah. But I think at that time, too, though, like I was content also because, well, I shared with my friends, which we'll talk about friends in a little bit. But I share with my friends, like, hey, this guy asked me out. What should I do? Like, I was content enough that I was willing to say no. Yeah. Like, if he would have asked me maybe five months before, I would have been like, yes, oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh, this boy likes me. Oh, my gosh, just so excited in a – I mean, I was still excited because he's a cool dude. But excited in this, like, this longing that – is going to change my life forever. And it did, but like the thing that changed my life forever. And so there was like a difference where I was content enough to 
to even consider saying no. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like really important because, uh, you know, girls, someone could ask you out that's like terrible, but if you're not content, you might say yes to them. Yeah. Or if you're in a relationship, like if you're not content with who you are, you might keep dating someone a long time, long after you should have broken up because, yeah. you know, you don't want to reopen that empty hole in you. Like a bad relationship better than no relationship for a lot of people yeah. because they, they can't stand being alone. They, they need yeah. that relationship to validate, to feel good, to fill a hole. Yeah. And uh, it's not good. Yeah. It uh, yeah, clouds the mind yeah. from uh, making wise decisions. And it can also pull you away from the community that you already have. Yeah. So. I think that, yeah, it's really, I think contentment is also really or if we're not content, it can be really closely related with our community. Yeah. Which kind of brings us into this next question we can ask ourselves: Am I in community? Like, do I have close friends? Or am I just going through life as a loner? So what do you think about that? Why is that important for dating? Yeah. I think there are several reasons why being in community is important for dating. I think the first is, maybe not the first, but the first one that comes to mind is having people around you to encourage you, rebuke you, uh, disciple you, mentor you, um, whether that's like your church community, the not just the sermons on Sunday mornings, because that's, that's important too, that you're like being sharpened by the word by someone who's more scholarly, more learned, like learning, going deeper in the word, but having brothers and sisters that can walk with you in a dating relationship. Yeah. Or well, even before that, right? Just I to mean, be, have people yeah. in their life, right? To have fun, yeah. to grow, to be challenged, to learn new things about yourself. I think one of the best parts about community is it also teaches you about yourself. Yeah. Like there's parts of me that I would have never known had it not been for certain people, you know, like Laurencia, but like before then as well, like, People just bring out different parts of your personality. You learn more mm-hmm. about yourself. You discover some, what you care about and mm-hmm. things like that as well within yeah. a community. So that when you do go to a relationship, you're more prepared for it. Yeah. Kind of know who you are better. Yeah. Not that it's all perfect, right? Um, yeah. Especially if you're dating young. You know, usually you're in university, everything's changing. You're trying to figure out so many things. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't date in university. We did, obviously. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of things changing in your life. So, you know, make sure that your life is not completely unstable and you're mm-hmm. searching for who you are. Yeah. But you should probably figure out some of that. Or at least think you figured it out. Yeah. Like, when I was 20, I didn't necessarily have it figured out, but I thought <laughs> I did. Enough to ask Lancey yeah. out. So. Yeah. Well, we were, we were created for a relationship, right? Like, and that's not just, like... Uh, romantic relationships but for friendships god said it's not good for man to be alone and he made eve and that's how we have marriage but i mean the church we build each other up we lift each other up and a lot of relational needs can be met in your friends not that we're trying to get something from our friends again like we said earlier but yeah, there's a difference to... between using somebody to fill a need and, like, 
they're going to fill needs in your life just because they're a friend. Yeah. You're not using them, but, like, yeah. you do need them. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a strange... Yeah, like, to serve, like to serve them to, to wash each other's feet, you know, to be a blessing to each other. And so I'm thankful for that. I think that was part of me becoming content is as I grew in the Lord, I just saw how valuable it was to have girls around me um, yeah. to, that were spurring me on to go deeper with God. Like my, my core group, my small group was, they were just full of the word and the spirit. And I saw them and I wanted to be like them. And they helped me get there. You know, they prayed with me. They journeyed with me. And so then when Michael wanted to ask me out, I was I was hanging out with my friends. And not just any friends, but friends that I trusted that knew me because I took time to spend time with them. I took the time to, yeah, yeah. the doing the hard work of, of becoming friends. Like, it's not, we have to invest in our friendships, too. They don't just happen naturally, but we have to put in the work, too. Yeah, if you're spending all your time alone in your room, you're a lot more likely to not be content than if you're spending <laughs> your time with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that your friends are the source of yeah. contentment either, but like, yeah, yeah and if, you're, you're going to have a, be a lot more fun. Right? And if that is you, if you're in your room a lot and you're lonely, I just want to encourage you to like take a leap of faith, go join a small group, go get, get out yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, just go meet people. Yeah. yeah, I remember being alone in my dorm room the first night because I didn't know anyone on our campus. Um, like, I just knew our, my roommate vaguely from messaging on Facebook. But I, that felt like one of the loneliest nights of my life. Like, I didn't know what to do. And I was really a shy person. Like, I didn't really want to go outside in my hall and meet people. Yeah. But, you know, you'd be surprised like, people want community just as badly as you do. Yeah, it's not just an extrovert thing. It's not just extroverts. extroverts. Well. It's just not people. It's not just people that are easy at in crowds, but... Yeah, and extroverts, right, are just as lonely as introverts, usually. Yeah. Even if they have a lot of friends and know a lot of people. Yeah. But that, that really doesn't fix the loneliness or yeah. contentment problem in our yeah. lives. But anyways, what I was going to say is I do, I strongly believe that as a follower of Jesus, one of the easiest ways like to, especially in university, is to join a small group and to be all in in that small group, to, uh, to share, to be vulnerable, and someone in that group is going to catch that and it, a lifelong friendship could form. Yeah. Yeah, and they're going to challenge you, help you be better, help you be more open. Yeah. I know, in a less serious note, my friend, my roommate at the time, because like I said, I was really shy, right? Especially when it comes to feelings. Like, I never shared my feelings with anybody. Not my parents, brother, friends. But he started a friendly, friendly like banter, picking on me, right? So this is where, I guess, there can be a line, right, where you're bullying somebody. But... Um, <laughs> But he was like, would like make fun of me. And, but I think it was good because it would like, uh, it would draw me out. Like, 
he'd ask if I liked a girl or something like that. And of course, I say no, but he would just like continue to you know make jokes about it, make things about it, and and I think doing that kind of helped draw me out to like become. Every time he like did that, it kind of made me more comfortable about the potential of oh, sharing wow. how I actually felt. Yeah. Like yeah, you're right. I actually do like her, but I never would never say that. But maybe yeah. later on, because he joked about it so much. It made it more comfortable to do that, and wow. that's why I think maybe that's like how guys work. I was gonna say, is that how guys work? And um, oh, never. But fly. I think this can. There's certainly lines where it gets goes too far, and people get really upset, maybe, and and other people still don't listen. They don't back off. But I think for me, like that joking around and making fun, and was like a way to help me open up. And wow. I think maybe that's how guys work sometimes. But you know, it took friends, it took community to do that. Yeah. If he would not have been so persistent and kind of making fun of me, we had like a board and in the room and uh, things like that that he just made and was like had tally marks for like how much I liked this girl that I never confirmed that I liked. He, <laughs> he just kept going, you know. And um, and I think yeah, it helped me so that as I grew spiritually, as I continued to mature, and that I was more comfortable being direct because. He kind of helped draw me out of my shell a little bit through the joking around, just yeah. through the the fun of community. You know, it doesn't have to all be like serious, sit down and share, but like sometimes just joking yeah. around, making fun of each other a little bit, yeah. picking on someone for you think they like a girl. Yeah. And uh, I think that does draw people out of their shell some. Yeah. It did for me at least. I can't speak for other guys, but it did for me. And I, I imagine there's a lot of people. Yeah. Like that as well. And uh, so community really important, not just before you date, but I think also like while you're dating, don't abandon your friends when you start dating. Yeah. Um, we'll be talking more about boundaries in a later, in a later episode. Yeah. But like, don't be that person, right? Mm-hmm. That you need your friends. Even when you're married, like friendships are a great thing to have. Yeah. Like a lot of people suffer from loneliness into adulthood, right? Because they don't have friends, even though they're married. Mm-hmm. And so community is really big. So you can ask yourself, do I have community? Am I in community? Do I have any close friends? Because that's going to help your relationship a ton if you do. And if you don't, maybe focus on getting some friends before you get a girlfriend. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, I think, am I in community and am I content? It's just really closely related, I think. Um, Because... God can use your community to like provide fulfillment. Not that your fulfill like contentment comes from yeah. your friends, but, but you have relational needs, right? Yeah. We all have relational needs, and if we don't have community, we think maybe you need a girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. So I think it's a really healthy sign if you're looking for friends first and developing friendships, yeah. and you're willing to like invest in those friendships if you don't know how to be a good friend you're probably not going to be a good boyfriend yeah. or a good girlfriend yeah right because practice on your friends yeah <laughs> practice on your friends and uh practice makes perfect right? yeah and i think to inviting your friends into your dating relationship too yeah. i think hang out together if you out. can like yeah. it's not always possible if you don't have mutual yeah. friends or like it's um, but yeah, it's best if you could date with your friends. I wish we would have done that more. 
I'm like, I feel like there's some missed opportunities there. So. And you hung out at my house with the guys so yeah. sometimes. I mean, I did, but I didn't really say, hey, Mike, come hang out with me and the girls. But I was just like, yeah. like we, we did do it. We did. But when I look back, I'm like, we could have done it more. Yeah, yeah. Like, we could have sought out opportunities to just, like, bring people together, you know? Maybe make some other relationships. Yeah. No, I mean, I that's... Kidding. Well, I just... Just thinking back, you yeah, know, yeah. on being more... Part of being more intentional and just... You can... If you are in a godly relationship and um, dating or, like, engaged or married or newly married like you can be a real blessing to your single friends or uh, yeah other couples i think yeah kind of going back to what we said earlier is everyone wants friends yeah yeah. and so if you can be the person that helps build that yeah that's a blessing right that's awesome that's awesome thing to have so i think what we looked at am i content that's a big one maybe the most one of the most important questions as am i in community and we want to end with one more question on this episode is do i have and this one's going to take a turn into the maybe the uncomfortable the awkward the deep do i have any like personal struggles or addictions that are going to hinder my ability to like serve somebody else in a dating relationship like uh so this could be anything that's like habitual could be something like pornography or Uh, eating eating disorder I mean, uh, drugs, obviously, that's an addiction that comes to mind for many yeah. people. Uh, but it doesn't have to be one of those, like, big things, right? There's some other smaller, the lesser addictions, right, that can be equally as harmful and limit your ability to really serve somebody else. Yeah. And uh, so why is that so, like, important to ask that question? Well, I think, yeah, um, I think it's really important, one, it's, we're talking about dating relationship, right? Like, so these things, if you have any things, things in your life, the previous thing is even more important, that have community, right? That these things don't disqualify you from being a friend, but maybe you're not ready for dating if this is true. So I can just think of one which is true for, you know, guys, almost like every guy at some point has had the temptation or the struggle with pornography. And I think there, there's also a line or a, Maybe there's a difference between like you struggle with something and you're like actively addicted and like cur- like giving in and it's just like ruling your life. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you have to be completely free of every sin, right? But like, are you being ruled by it? Right. Is it something that you're you're struggling with daily or almost daily? Um, if that's the case, it's going to be really hard to serve somebody mm-hmm. and know that. When you, bring, when you start dating someone, right, and you have one of these struggles, now you're bringing someone else into that. And that's going to be hurtful for them. Yeah. And especially as you begin to care about them, you're bringing someone that you care about, and you're going to be hurting them. Even, I think, years after, if you finished, and then specifically with pornography or any kind of sexual thing, even if you're free and it's in the past, it's still going to be hurtful when you tell the person you love about it. I don't think you should tell them like when you first meet them, but as you get really serious, you have that conversation. It could be something years ago and it's still going to be hard for them to hear. And so I think if you're still going through that, like you shouldn't drag somebody else into that to drag a brother into that, drag a sister into that, but don't drag your girlfriend into that because uh, 
Like, that's just not healthy. You're not ready for that relationship. You're not ready to really love and serve somebody while you're struggling with an addiction in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, just dating is serious. You know, it's... It's a commitment. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. And you're you're committing to love and honor uh, brother or sister. Yeah, and when we um, say love here, you don't have to, like, love them. Like, yeah, not like, like love, love. We're talking like about, like... love people, right? Like, uh, yeah. brotherly, sisterly love. Yeah, and it like, doesn't mean you're in love with them. Yeah. But even, even when you first start dating, you should love the person, even if you're yeah, not in Yeah, care for Just them. to clarify. Sometimes yeah. people, you know, it's like, I, they say love way too early. Right? Like, right <laughs> I away. I love them. Like, no, you, you don't love them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Anyways, um, you want to... I feel like you don't, like Michael said earlier, you don't have to be like, you know, super holy person to start dating. Like, it's okay to have a struggle or to be dealing with something. But if it's ruling your life, like you, you want to be able to come to a dating relationship in a healthy place, like that you're content, you're in community and Addictions and sin struggles that once ruled your life are now, you're now victorious over them. Or, you know, when the temptation comes, you're going straight to, you know, your accountability friend. Like, hey, I'm struggling with this now. Like, let's let's pray through this. Let's work through this now, like, together. And so you have those people around you already established for when you enter a dating relationship. Yeah, and I think sometimes these things, it kind of goes back to feeling, feeling content, is that we think a relationship or getting married will fix the problem. When it comes to, like, pornography yeah. or, like, I imagine with eating disorders maybe, too, like, oh, if, if a guy loves me, maybe that'll fix the in problem. In some ways, yeah, in some cases. For some people, right? Um, Not everybody, but... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of these things, you could use a relationship as a way of fixing the problem. Or thinking it will. Thinking it will fix the problem, but it actually is not. Like, if you're struggling with lust, even if you jump all the way to marriage, like, that's not necessarily going to fix it. Just because now you're free to have sex doesn't mean that you're not going to have sexual thoughts towards people you shouldn't be having it or watching things, right? I mean, everyone kind of knows that, right? Like, a lot of marriages have been harmed, by it, well, pornography and unfaithfulness, yeah. right? and some of these other things. Again, it goes to using somebody as you yeah. thinking that they can fix your problems. Yeah. But in reality, like if you when you you have your own problems, but when you yeah. go together with another person, it doesn't fix your problems. Now you have twice as many problems. Yeah, and it's the other gender, so you probably don't even understand their problems. <laughs> because like I don't understand why that's a big deal or why yeah. why you're struggling with that. And so not only do you have twice as many problems, but it's just like conf- even more confusing and hard to understand. Yeah. And now you're actually dating. You're not like fully responsible for helping the other person. I still think community is the primary thing. Yeah. But now you are kind of have a role in helping someone else with their problems mm-hmm. while you have your own. So it doesn't fix them. It doubles yeah. them. Yeah. Maybe even triple. It makes more than double really. Because you have your problems, their problems, and your relationship so problems. basically. Triples your problems. Basically having a boyfriend <laughs> or girlfriend is not going to fix your sin problem. Yeah. It's not going to replace your close friends and not going to f- fill that giant hole in your heart. Exactly. Right. <laughs> That's all you need from this podcast. Yes. That's, 
That's, that's exactly it. right. I yeah. think uh, if we go into a relationship with those expectations, you we're going to be read, more able to recite, to give. Yeah. Like you were saying, like, you enter a relationship from a healthy place where you can really give and bless the other person instead of being taking and receiving, especially if you have some of these problems in your life. Yeah. Sometimes a relationship could turn into like one person is like counseling or like mentoring the other person, yeah. like really help, trying to help them instead of having time to like get to know each other yeah. and have fun. It turns into this kind of strange dynamic in the mm-hmm. relationship where one person's kind of like almost like the superior. I'm here to help you, to fix you. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, you know, that's what friends are for, not yeah. to be your superior, but yeah. to like walk with so, you through that. Yeah. But if you're doing that, you're not going to be able to get to know each other very well, and you're not going to have fun together as much, which is really the whole goal of dating, to know if you're compatible. How can you know if you're compatible if all you ever talk about is dealing with this addiction? Yeah. Like, that's going to be tough to really have, yeah, enjoy that relationship, mm-hmm. to receive it as a gift, and to really uh, even figure out whether or not you're compatible. Yeah. Um, some people like to feel needed, and so they like that. It's like, oh, yeah. they need me. You know, I can help them. Yeah. Um, but not, not necessarily great for relationship. Yeah. Um, so I was just thinking, if you're listening to this and you are thinking, well, I am not content, or well, I don't have any friends, or even I'm really dealing or in the middle of or going through this big sin issue, or really struggling in this one area of my life, I just want to encourage you to find someone in your church, uh, a mentor, a leader, or your campus ministry that you can open up with these things, about these things too, so that you can get healthy and and thrive in your relationship with yeah. the Lord and thrive in your life. Because um, we that's our hope and our desire is that you would thrive, you would have a vibrant relationship with the Lord and that you would find yeah. find contentment in Him. Yeah. So there you have it. I think we can go ahead and wrap this episode up, episode two of the Panton Pod. Are you ready to date? Am I ready to date? Ask yourself those questions. And hey, guess what? There's going to be a part two to this. There are some wow. more questions that are important to ask yourself before you start dating. And so be on the lookout for that. But until then, we'll see you next time.